0: Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami.
1: Hey, welcome to Renew Church. Those of you that are watching online, I'm so glad that you're with us. Those of you that are at our Homestead campus, I'm so excited that you're here, as well as those of you at our Miami campus. For, for many of you, maybe you, you've met me, or, or we haven't met yet, my name is Pastor Trevor. And uh, I am glad that you came to Renew today. We're doing something a little bit different than what we've normally done, because I couldn't be with you in person today. And because of that, I'm kind of co-preaching with the campus pastor. Uh, many of you know that in 2021, my dad died. And uh, back in 2021, uh, we had a memorial service for him and, and uh, for all of our family here in the United States. Uh, but my dad's heart was in Belize. He was a missionary to Belize, a church planter, and, and he still owned some property there. And, and that's just where his heart has always been. And uh, so finally, after over a year, our, our entire family has been able to come together, set a date. And uh, put together a memorial service for uh, the people of Belize as well as um, our family uh, to kind of have that closure in our lives and it's this weekend so thank you for uh, praying for us and uh, remembering my my mom and our entire family through this uh, this time Um, also I want to just highlight something that that's coming up and uh, it's next weekend Christmas at Renew at both of our Uh, campuses in person our homestead campus and our miami campus make sure that you're inviting some friends family uh, Coworkers neighbors invite your top five those people that you've been praying for uh, for an amazing Weekend amazing services. There's going to be all kinds of fun and and, uh, things for the kids It's a Christmas show and music and and uh, just different activities of all kinds at both campuses You don't want to miss that but most importantly The gospel is going to be presented. People are going to come to know Jesus, and and, uh, that is the main reason why we want you to invite all of your friends and your family for next weekend, December 17th and 18th at our Miami campus, and then December 18th at our Homestead campus. Make sure that you don't miss that. Will you pray with me as we get into this message this morning? Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, and I thank you for all that you do for us. I thank you for uh, this opportunity that we have just to gather together uh, in in, uh, different places, God, to hear your word. I pray that your word would speak uh, through me, your messenger, as well as the campus pastor that's going to continue in this message. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what is the true meaning of Christmas? Is it Santa Claus? Is it fancy gifts? Is it uh, parties at everybody's house and their office party and school parties and small group parties? Is, is Christmas about the, the, the presents for your teachers, neighbors, and your pastors? Uh, I mentioned pastors, didn't I? Uh, is it about Secret Santa? Is it about Elf on the Shelf? Is, about, is it about decorating the tree or getting the biggest tree every year? Is it about the decorations inside the house? Or is it the decorations on the outside? I, we decorated our house this year, the outside of the house, and had to end up getting um, Pastor Deke to come and fix our electrical after the fact because we couldn't get the breaker to flip back on. It was that bad. Uh, is Christmas about the programs? Is it about the Christmas movies? Or is it about the Hallmark Channel? What is Christmas about? Like, think about just this for a moment. Let me talk, talk about that. What if everything you knew about Christmas was what you learned through the Hallmark Channel. Would you really find out the true meaning of Christmas based on what you see on uh, those silly cable television shows? If it did, you would have no idea that the the holiday had anything to do with Jesus. And it's more than just the story, the historical story about a baby being born in a stable because there was no room in the inn, but that the baby was God in the flesh. Stepping down to live among humanity as a servant in order to take the burden of our guilt and pay the price for it by sacrificing his life for mankind, for each and every one of us. So what is the true meaning of Christmas? It's Jesus is born and the world was changed. Here's where it all began. 700 years before the birth of of Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, this is this this prophet that that begins to prophesy of of Jesus at a time when Israel was torn apart. This was a time of tension, uh, followed by 300 more years of struggle, followed by 400 years of silence. I mean, literally, so Isaiah prophesies about Jesus 700 years before Jesus ever comes. This is what it says in Isaiah chapter 9. It says, nevertheless, starting at verse 1, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder, for as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that, the bur- that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I want to kind of focus in on, from this prophecy of Isaiah, I want to focus in on verse 6 for just a few moments, and then we're going to transition it to our campus pastor's. But this is what it says in verse six, for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. If you want to know what Christmas is all about, it's not about the gifts of, of, uh, new toys and video games and, and, uh, you know, the, the the newest gadget that's out. It's the gift of Jesus Christ. That came to earth for us. And how did he come? He came as a wonderful counselor. What a gift that is. The gift of wisdom. He came as mighty God. The gift of of strength. He came as everlasting father. The gift of security. And the prince of peace. In a day and an age. In a world that we live like we live today. How much more do we need the gift of peace than we do today? This morning, we're going to look at this, this set of scriptures, but then we're going to transition to the New Testament. And we're going to see how these, uh, this young couple, Mary and Joseph and, and Jesus, brought this gift into the world, the true meaning of Christmas.
2: Well, good morning again. My name is Pastor Mikey, and how are we doing this morning? All right. Can we we come alive this morning? Wow, that's, man, my ego is down here. Come alive this morning. My confidence is down here now, guys. Thank you so much for that. Oh, man. All right. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough. It's not that low. All right. No, but thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Man, great job by Pastor Trevor. And listen, don't get me wrong, right? Like, I I love Santa. I love the the movies, the presents, the lechon, um, mi burrito sabanero. Like, I, I love all the things that come with Christmas time. I really do. But if I'm honest... It's super easy to get caught up in in all of like the lore and the and the things that we have going around Christmas, and it's very easy to to forget the true meaning and really think about and meditate on. Man, what is what is Christmas really about? What what should we really be thinking about in this in this time? And so here we are. We're, we're going to unpack the Christmas story. We're going to kind of tell it from the beginning and, and, and cover the first Christmas. And uh, in doing that, our hope is is that we're going we're gonna to find out what the true meaning of Christmas is. So, so as some of you may know, I have um, a daughter. She's four months old, Maddie. And her mom and I, we do story time with her. Um, she has no idea what we're saying. Like She just looks at the pictures. But it's... Um, it's cool because when you're reading these things, it's like poetry and everything rhymes and it's, it's really fun to read. So we're going to try something this morning with our story of Christmas. We're going to try to do this like it's, like it's story time. Are you guys ready for story time? Does anybody have a blankie or a pillow or something? If you want, you can just kneel. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. You're going to look really weird. All right. The story of Christmas. The story of Christmas doesn't begin with cookies, presents, and bows, but with a relationship that had more drama than the noche buena table of dominoes. (laughs) The relationship was between God and his people of the Old Testament. Sin was the issue, and they needed a settlement. I'm not going to keep rhyming this whole thing, because that's just going to get exhausting and you're not going to take me serious. So let's get back into the story. So this is the story. It's this relationship between God and his people of the Old Testament and and in that there was this constant cycle between them. God would would bail them out of a bad situation. They would thank God, praise God, and then they would disobey God and then get themselves back into a bad situation and then God would bail them out. And it was this way forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. This was was what it was. It's kind of like that whole bailout thing. It's kind of like anoche buena when... People keep on opening up the cajachina too many times, and then the pig doesn't cook right, and then you're waiting for the skin, and it takes too long, and then a abuelo has to come and fix it. It's the same thing with God. It may, that may have been a little bit too specific. Maybe not everyone's relating to that, and I'm venting here a little bit. But <laughs> let's get back into the story. So the problem, the problem that, that God's people had, it's the problem of, of sin. The, the tendency to disobey and, and separate from God and here's the thing is that they didn't have the power to overcome it. And we can relate to that even here and now. We, we struggle to overcome the power of sin in our lives. And so God being holy and being just and being good, he has to have consequences for sin because otherwise he, he wouldn't be just. He, he wouldn't be holy or he wouldn't be good. So God decided to devise a plan to set his people free from the power and the consequences of sin once and for all. And in these times, as Pastor Trevor alluded to, God would speak through his prophets. That's how he would speak to his people. And the prophet Isaiah prophesied of this child that would be born, this savior of sin. And so the Christmas story begins or it it revolves around the anticipation of this gift, this liberator, this redeemer who was going to save his people from the power of sin and restore them perfectly back to God. But they didn't know this, but not only would this be possible for them, but it would be possible for the whole world. And so this sounds great, but like Pastor Trevor was saying, this prophecy happens and 700 years go by. Like the people were like, man, this sounds great, a coming Savior, awesome. We're going to be restored, we're going to be forgiven, and and we're going to have this good relationship with God. And then 700 years go by. But then not only that, 500 years after that prophecy, God stopped speaking through the prophets. So in that in that 700 years, there's 400 where God is not speaking through the prophets. They they don't hear from God. It's like they would have called it, they would have gotten holy ghosted by God. So imagine imagine the doubt, seriously, imagine the doubt, the the uncertainty, the confusion of like, I know our, our, our great, great, great grandparents and our aunts I know they've been talking about this, but is this actually going to happen? Like, we're not seeing anything. We're not hearing anything. And here's the thing that sometimes I think we skip over. God stopped speaking in those 400 years, but God didn't stop working, right? It's not like God was on vacation, right? He was still at work putting things in place. Just in time for this gift, and so in the Old Testament, Daniel he prophesies of this statue, and it represents these four empires that would uh, that would that would come to be, and it's actually pretty cool because it coincides with world history. He actually alludes to um, Alexander the Great, so it's really cool. So he prophesies of this of this uh, statue represents four different nations, and then in uh, or empires, and in that prophecy this rock comes, it smashes the feet of the statue, which represents the Roman Empire, and then that rock just grows larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And so that rock represents a kingdom that was going to be all over the world, that would be greater than any empire that has ever existed, and that rock was the child that was to be born. And so we find ourselves... Now in the New Testament, in a time where the Roman Empire was the most powerful in in, in the East. And the Roman Empire was oppressing the people of God. They they, they were over them. They were lording over them. And it put the people of God in a bad situation. So, like I said, though, God may not have been speaking, but he was working. And in this time, the Roman Empire actually developed—it was revolutionary for the time— they developed roads and a way of being able to travel from city to city in a way that was convenient, and that literally like never existed before. This was like a revolutionary like, like, like thing that was going on, and the timing of this is really, really interesting because these roads and this accessibility to travel seems really convenient if, I don't know, say people needed to travel to spread message of a coming Savior. And so that's where we're at. God was up to something. God was already paving the way, and this is it. This is the Christmas story. The people are oppressed. They're needing hope. But the stage was set for the greatest gift ever given. And so we're going to read it. Luke 1, 26. Um, You can follow me with the words on the screen. Let's get into it. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Kind of sounds like Isaiah and Daniel. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, To your word, and the angel departed from her. So, before we break this down, would you guys pray with me? God, we, um, God, we just ask that your word would, would speak, God, it would minister to our lives, God, that we would uh, just lean in, give you this attention, give you this time, Father, as, as an act of worship to you, Father. I pray against any distractions. Um, God, be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's put ourselves in this scene. This is the story of Christmas, right? People have been waiting 700 years. Like, hope is lost. It's, It's hard to really have faith in what's going on. And then on this random, ordinary day, like, Mary's probably just doing her thing, right? It's like if you were, like, at work or you're, like, doing some yard work or something, it's just a normal, normal day. And a freaking angel appears to you. Okay, Angels, they're not like, you know, what we see like in cartoons. They're not like little like babies with diapers. Angels are terrifying. They're like statues, like with the brightest light you've ever seen. Like, I would be peeing in my pants if an angel appeared to me on a random Tuesday while I'm doing yard work. I'd probably cry. And so here's Mary doing her thing, and boom, an angel from heaven appears to her and then he tells her hey yeah so this savior that you guys have been waiting for yeah he's coming and it's it's going to be through you actually huh like i was doing the dishes like what what is happening right now imagine the, the weight of this moment it's it's insane mary's freaking out she's confused She's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get married to Joseph. Like, what, I, I, what, what are you talking about? And this angel's like, well, Holy Spirit's going to put this child in your womb, and it's going to be a miracle because this isn't, this isn't an ordinary baby. This is, this is God in the flesh. He says, therefore, nothing will be impossible for God. And so then Mary is, is having to deal with all of this. Like in the moment, it's not like, it's not like he's coming and he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to give you till next week to give me an answer. Like this is happening. And Mary, she humbly accepts this call. Even though she has the risk of completely trashing her reputation. Like this is a young girl who, who's, who's ready to start her life. And God is asking her, hey, I want you, to, I want you to, to give birth to the Son of God, to the Savior of the world. People were going to think she was stupid. People were going to think she was crazy. People were going to think she was promiscuous, that she was cheating on, on Joseph. Like, imagine you see this girl pregnant and she's like, whoa, they're like, okay, uh, what's going on here? Joseph, some other guy? She's like, no, it's, it's God. like who but she accepted this and she knew that she knew that her life was going to change forever her reputation was going to change forever but she humbly accepts this call and so christmas it's about remembering this story and when we read about mary and just what's going on here and the weight of that moment I'm reminded of God's faithfulness because even in 700 years where it just broke, guys, 700 years is a long time. Like if I tell you, hey, I'm, I'm going to have a favor for you and it takes 700 years, it doesn't look like that promise is happening. But 700 years, it's going on, but God was doing things. It, it didn't look good. But God was doing things. Those empires came up. Those empires were being torn down. Roads were being built. Like God was working. He was being faithful. And so the question for us as we just think about this is do we believe that God is faithful? Like do we we actually believe that? Another thing I'm reminded of is it's Mary's obedience and her just trust in God. And so are we willing to be obedient and trust God even when it makes no sense? Even when, when, when we can be risking our, our reputations, our, 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 our name? Are, are we willing? These are some questions and some things that we need to ponder on in the Christmas season. And here's the cool thing. Mary was willing to be obedient. She was willing to trust God. Why? Because she knew that he was faithful. You you see how it all works out? God is faithful. God is going to do what he says he does, regardless of how it looks, regardless of what people say, regardless of the analytics, regardless of how it looks. That doesn't matter to God. Right, seven, 700 years, yeah, this is never happening. Okay, it just did, like, it happened. God is faithful. He is who he says he is. And because of that, our response can be, all right, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to trust you because I know that you're faithful and I know that I can trust you. And I know that you're going to have my back and I know that you're not going to fail me. I know that you're not going to make me look like a fool. And so this is the story of Christ. And what a picture of the gospel what a, Hey, Mary, are you willing to follow God and be obedient to God at, at, at any and all costs? Yes. That was her response. Yes, I am, God. And so, when we're obedient, when we trust God, He's faithful. But then I, I think about this and I'm like, man, what if Mary... What if Mary didn't want to do this? Like, let's be real. She had to have at least pondered in her head, like, wait a second. Like, man, am I, am I really going to do, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, am I really going to do this? Like, if she allowed that, like, second guessing, that, that kind of, like, you know, analytical mind or, or, or what, what's seen in reality, she's like, man, like, I'm great that the Savior is coming. Like, this, this is great for my people. I'm, I'm happy. But, man, I have to give up, like, everything for this. Like I'm, I'm I'm this young lady I'm trying to start my life like I I I want to get married to Joseph. We want to live this this quiet life and, and and raise a family and and God's asking me to do something that could ruin my my reputation. That 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 is the hardest thing that I've ever done. Like what if she would have said no? What what would have Mar- what would Mary have missed out on if if she allowed what she saw, if she allowed what made sense to dictate her actions, Mary would have missed out on the greatest fulfillment of all time. And so it was true for Mary in that instance, but guys, this is true for us even here and now. And this is, this is a reminder that the, of the fulfillment that comes from being obedient and trusting in God. This is a simple message. There's no bells and whistles. It's This is Christmas. Why do we celebrate this? What should we be thinking of? And so I don't, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your situation is. But I, as I was preparing this message and as I'm writing to this message, it's ministering to me because... In, in in my world, in my life, with the things that I'm dealing with, I needed to be reminded of the fact that God is faithful. Amen. That regardless of of how it looks like, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what people are saying, regardless of of, of your circumstances, I, guys. I know some of these circumstances are tough, man. I I don't I do not want to like belittle that at all. However, I can't ignore the fact, and we can't not acknowledge the fact that even though God is still faithful, and there is a fulfillment in our obedience and our trust in Him that the world cannot match. And so I'm I, like, this, this is the word, this is the, the exhortation to you guys this morning, is, do you believe that God is faithful? I want you to ask yourself that. Do you believe that God is faithful? Because if you believe that God is faithful, then it changes your mind. It changes the way that you talk. It changes the way that you see things. It changes the way that you act. It changes the way that you deal with your emotions. Why? Because you believe that God is faithful. There's a difference between somebody who who has no idea what's going on and no idea how this thing's going to end up Right? Sounds pretty manic, sounds like a lot of us. But then there's a difference when you figure out and you and you and you ponder and you meditate on the fact that, but wait, 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 wait. God is faithful. I don't have to worry. I don't, I don't have to allow this thing to take over my thoughts. I can I can rest assured and, and be fulfilled knowing that God is faithful. And so that's my first question. But number two is What is that thing, and only you can answer this for yourself? What is that thing that God is is calling you to be obedient in? What is that thing that God is asking, asking you to trust Him in? We all have that thing. And the point of this Christmas season is so that we can remember this because it's easy to forget. Where do we need to trust God in our lives? Where do we need to just, like, let go and say, God, I'm going I'm to step in that direction. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make this change because I know that you're faithful and I know that on the other side of that is my fulfillment in you. What is that thing for you? I, I'm wanting you to, to, to really contemplate and think about what I'm saying. Don't let this season go by and it just be about gifts and presents. Again, like I said, guys, I love this stuff. Like, I really do. This is fun. I'm excited. I have a daughter. Like, I can't wait to, to, to do the, the Christmas stuff with her as she gets older. Like, I'm looking forward to all of it. I love all of it. But we gotta love God more. Right? Like, we gotta, we gotta do that. Yes, go ahead, have fun. But then also, don't forget. Like, don't forget what this is all really about. God is faithful. You can trust him. You can be obedient. And that, guys, that's, that's my word to you this morning. Again, it's nothing fancy. There's, it's just God is faithful. And, and I want to remind you of that because sometimes we forget. We forget. And he's worthy of your trust. So if you wouldn't mind, can you close your eyes and bow your heads this morning? We're going to have two two different prayer opportunities this first one is man if you're in a spot and and you really feel like the Lord is, is tugging on your heart and you need to just declare that you're trusting in his faithfulness if you're just going to declare that hey you know what I'm going to be obedient to God if that's you right here and right now can you just please raise your hand so I can acknowledge you amen 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 and the second response, you can put your hands down. The second response is for anyone who, you're hearing what I'm saying, but you're like, Mikey, I, I don't even I don't even have a relationship with God. Like, I don't even know if I'm, like, good with him. Like, I I haven't, like, started this thing. I haven't, like, I don't know if I'm following Jesus. G- I kind of believe maybe a little bit. Maybe I don't. But I'm... I don't do this Christian thing, but Mikey, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I, and I, and I think I want to give my life to Jesus. I think I want to let him be in control of my life. I'm kind of done doing things my way, and, and I want to let him be God in my life. If that's you, we're going to pray a prayer, and I just want to let you know that what you're feeling is, is, is something that you have to lean into. It's, it's acknowledging that, yes, we are sinners, we, we fall short of God. We are against God and we need his forgiveness. And he offers it to us when we place our faith and trust in Jesus. In other words, we say, God, I know that I'm a mess. And so I am, I'm removing ownership of my life and I'm handing it over to you. You have it. You do what you want. I will follow. I will listen. I will do whatever it is that you want because I know that I need you. And this is that second response. If you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to start following him and be renewed and changed by him and let him be the savior of your life, man, would you lift your hand this morning just so I can acknowledge it? Praise God. Anyone else? And so church, if we can just all pray this prayer out loud together so nobody has to pray alone, but this prayer, it's not about the words that save you. It's about the decision that's going on in your heart. And the prayer goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus and dying for me. I admit that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I am believing in Jesus Christ. Come into my life. Make me brand new. I give you ownership of my life. Change me. Help me. Reveal yourself to me and build my faith every day of my life. Help me to get connected. Help me to pursue you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
3: See you.
0: Let's give it up for, for the worship team. That was, a, that was a great message by Pastor Trevor and by my boy Mikey, even though he was standing on this stage lying about his love for Santa Claus. We know that this man does not love Santa Claus. You guys may be seated. So small groups have taken a break. But small groups will be kicking back off in January. If you guys can join me and take a look at this video real quick. man, that's a, that's a powerful video there. And everything, all the testimonies I've heard coming out of Celebrate Recovery, that is a powerful group. We have many different groups as well. Men's group, women's groups, all sorts of different groups coming back in January. If you are interested in any of that information, you can see the next steps table outside there is also some flyers that you can pick up if you are interested in more information on celebrate recovery as well right on the table on your way out on your left Um, also today immediately following this service if you are new to renew church or if you have not been plugged in to renew church we are having our growth track Um, It's roughly about an hour. It's gonna be in the uh, connections room right here on your way out to the left. You go through those double doors over there. Um, It's just a way that you can learn a little bit more about us, but we can also learn a little bit more about you as well. It's a great way to get plugged in, so I will encourage you guys to join us for that. Also, who's excited about Christmas? You guys are not excited about Christmas? I mean, come on so next saturday night next sunday we have our christmas event here at renew church christmas at renew um, on december 17th saturday night will be at 6:30. sunday will be the two services regular service times it's going to be a great event we're going to have some incredible worship there's going to be a great uh, message being preached by pastor trevor it's an incredible performance uh or a pre- program i'm sorry um, I've seen it. It's amazing. There's gonna be great events for the kids. There's gonna be cool events going on outside Invite your family invite your friends. It's just gonna be an, uh, an incredible event. You don't want to miss that On top of that if you want to be a mobile billboard For Renew church if you would like to get your char your car chalked, as you can see my car is on un- in the carport Um with all the information about the Christmas event, we are calling that evangelism. Um, but if you would like to, you can see this young lady right here, my daughter. If you can, please stand up. She will be more than willing to chalk your car so you can promote Renew Church. Um, on top of that, if you made a decision today, please fill out one of the Connect cards drop it in on the box, we would love to connect with you, take those next steps, help you walk through this journey with Christ. We want to be able to get in touch with you, get you moving on those next steps. Last but not least, if you would like to give to Renew Church, there are three ways you could do so. The first will be filling out one of the envelopes on the seat backs in the church, uh, I mean in this, in the church in front of you. Jeez filling out one of those envelopes in the seat back in front of you and drop it off in the buckets on the way out. Second way you can just give online at www.renew.miami. giving The last way you can do it is via your phone. You can text GIVE to 786-565-1165. Will you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, but we thank you for today lord we thank you for just another opportunity just to gather and um lord just we thank you for this reminder uh through the chaos that we're going through through this christmas season the shopping and the madness and everything else all the distractions that are around us lord we thank you for this reminder of exactly what this season is all about the birth of our savior jesus christ father um I pray the blessings over everybody in this room, Father. I just pray that they are just blessed by this message, that they take some time out of their busy schedules just to just get closer to you, Father. I pray for the, for the offering that is being presented. Father, I just pray that it's being used to um, advance your kingdom. And um, Lord, I just pray um, that everybody just has a very fruitful weekend. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You are all dismissed.